Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm so blasé right now and so down in the dumps. I've been battling the flu, the stomach one, and it's terrible. I returned from a great iWest weekend, which also included some advanced training with the advanced practitioners on the West Coast, and it was incredibly rejuvenating. And then came home to an awful flu bug going through my family, and well, I've been out for a few days. There's nothing I hate more than being sick. For example, my wife texted my mom to see if there was anything else she could do for me, and my mom basically said, good luck, Renee's terrible at being sick. She hates it. Now, this is absolutely the truth, however personally defacing. Yes, I am terrible at being sick, which led me to think about how there are so many people who live each and every day feeling sick. Please note the quotations. Of course, there are many interpretations and definitions of that. Sick. But many people are living each day without really being at their best, as maybe they can't because of their environmental or political climates or their ability to access the terrible healthcare system here. And maybe the systems they can access are also sick too. It's in moments like this that I lose a lot of faith. Yet we march on. In our own ways, sick or not, we march on. So I'm hesitating a lot to write the next part and to say the next part. It's caught in my stomach, in my pelvic area, stuck in my root chakra. Remember, I just came back home from the West Coast. Last night, my wife and I were discussing our root. You know, where do we know we were a lesbian? And I didn't say it then, but I thought it, that I really don't spend a lot of time connecting to my root in whatever sense we use that word. It's like I'm sick and avoiding it, because I know how terrible I am at living in that space. So, in the spirit of highlighting that every life, DVT or not, has some sadness, some sickness, some unhealth in it, I'm trying to make sense of my relationship to the root of me. So let's go back, way back, although I don't know how magical this story will be. It was a Friday afternoon, I think. I just decided to leave school early, because who needs chemistry class anyways? Or was it math? Either way, I don't understand how you're trying to teach me, so it must be evidence that I don't need this information anyways. I was with him, he who shall not be named. And we stopped by Garfield's house, that was his nickname, Garfield, and Josh was there. Daft Punk played, or something technologically informed, and we smoked a lot. And I learned how to do some ravey-type moves with my hands from Josh. Then suddenly there was a party happening. I'd been there since before school ended, and now there was a complete party going on. And we got some coolers, I think, to drink. Or maybe we stopped at Boston Pizza for pizza bread or something like that. I lose time here. I remember waiting for the bathroom, and I needed to throw up. And every cell of my body knew that I wasn't going to make it. So out I walked, in my socks, onto the wooden but covered in ice, rickety steps. I had a bit of a balcony, though, and I threw up a ton off the stairs onto the snow below. It was early, like 8 p.m., I think, and hadn't been home yet, but I must have called home to say I was hanging out downtown for a while. I can't really remember. 
I was extremely vulnerable, somewhat squatting on the balcony, top step, and somewhat laying down. I think I threw up red or pink, something of color, or should I say C-O-L-O-U-R, as we used to write it. He showed up, I think, or he met me when I came back in. Someone had announced that I threw up, and there he was, Prince Charming, clothed in black. We went upstairs to lay down, because I needed to do that. Then there is blank time, an empty space in my memory, a terrible lull that is full of unknown and never to return and what was there in the first place. I awake. It's dark. I wonder what time it is. He tells me. 7 p.m.? Something early? Way too, be early to head, way too early to be heading home. Or was it 10 p.m.? I remember knowing it was early. He was sitting at my feet on a chair away from the bed. I can't remember if I was covered or not, but I was clothed. My left hip was the hip closest to him, the hip that bothers me to this day, exposed. I stood up and we left, walked home. I remember looking at my puke as we walked by and we laughed. I remember deciding to never drink again on that evening, and I held that promise to myself for a very long time. I have no idea what happened in that room, and I'm not sure if anything terrible happened. He may have just watched over me, protected me, made sure no one else did anything harmful, or he may not have. I don't think I, I ever will know. But what remains is, is a terribleness at being sick, at puking, a feeling that the vulnerability will lead to something so much more terrible, a pain in my hip, my root, tangled and hidden. I share this story not to terrify or trigger anyone, but to highlight that even in space that has some definition, there is always something that is unknown. And in fact, it may always remain unknown. There is something that is always going to remain untold, not revealed, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to be impacted by it. I fully believe it's not our task to find where to place blame for the hidden, but rather to reveal it and let it impact us, which then propels us forward. So, I may be terrible at being sick, but I do know how to feel. In fact, I like to say I'm rather good at it. I am impacted by this life, by my DVT life, and how it mixes with yours. So there you have it, another episode down, and I hope the conversation is still going strong. As always, feel free to send me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to your iTunes store. Remember, keep that conversation going and play on.